Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. I'm Yetta Decker, and I have an amazing guest with me today. Hi, Kelly. Hi, how are you? Excellent. And you maybe have heard Kelly on a couple of other shows, and if you had, you know you're going to want to stay absolutely tuned in to the entire show because she is a wealth of knowledge. And today, kind of have a different twist of things that we're going to do. Today, we're going to talk about the inside of the mind of an investor. What on earth does that look like? Even Dan, the gentleman from CHRI that records our shows, he said, you know, crack them open? Yeah, actually, kind of. That's kind of what we're going to do, right? And we're going to start with cracking Kelly open. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't know what we're going to do, which makes it the best ever, right? So, Kelly, there's a reason that we chose and decided you would be an amazing fit for the show. And it's not only because Kelly's an amazing mortgage specialist and helps people get mortgages and sort all that out for them and help them understand the ins and outs and ups and downs and sideways of mortgages because they are the ever-changing landscape of mortgages these days. Yes. It's the craziest in my almost 30 years in the industry. Yep. Almost 20 years. This is the Yeah. (laughs) Well, for me, it's 30 and I'm still thinking... This is fascinating. It is. Absolutely challenging. It's <laughs> a good word, yeah. I know. It's my word. Everybody that knows me knows my word for everything that is a little bizarre is simply fascinating. So if I tell you I'm fascinated by something, it probably means I'm really struggling with something. But, you know, put that out of your mind right now. So mortgages are one of those things that absolutely fascinate today. And although Kelly's great at that and takes away a lot of that fascination and makes it simple and easy and straightforward so you can move down a path knowing that you're making a great decision. You know that you've looked at the options on the right, looked at the options on the left, and now, and even looked at maybe some of the options behind you, and now you can go forward knowing you've got it right. That's not actually why she's here. No. No, not at all. It's because she herself is an investor. And I thought, what better way than for you and I to learn from somebody that not only helps other people do this thing called investing in real estate, they do it themselves and have been for a really long time. Almost 20 years. Right. So given her age, that's a really, really long time. So (laughs) Kelly, when did you start? Why did you start? Because I bet people don't just want to hear my thoughts around it. They want to hear your actual life story. Um, I think that um, I I knew I was a a bit of an entrepreneur at a very young age, um, probably as young as about eight years old. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I um, I I didn't um, you know we didn't have a a lot of money growing up, and um, you know I sort of knew that I wanted to have that financial independence. I didn't really want people you know being able to say you know that you couldn't do something or you couldn't have something or that you weren't able to help somebody when somebody was in need of assistance or or needed something uh so i did start working at 10 years old and uh, my my parents at that time had uh had split and i started working at 10 because um at that time my mom decided she was going to get into real estate and start a brand new career and um 
because of uh, you know watching her try to start in the early 90s and the late 80s. So you've been in real estate a long time. That was back at 21 percent mortgage uh-huh. rates. Uh huh. And uh, the average house price about 110,000 back yeah. then. Yep. Uh, the good old MLS, no internet, no fax, no phones. No. The- no, it was before all that. Well, there was a phone. There was, was a desk phone. There was a desk phone. <laughs> right? Yes, the desk so phone. There were had to be phones, by the- <laughs> Kelly. Just not ones that you could pick up and have attached wherever you were. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> I sold some of the first cell phones that came out really? that were the size huge. of a suitcase. They were. They yeah. were huge. Ken and I worked for Tandy back in the, I guess it would be the 80s. Yeah, I'm guessing that's when it was. And that's when they first came out. Ah. And they were literally the size and weight of a full suitcase. And really expensive. And really, really expensive. Mind you, they got pretty expensive again. They did, yes. With all the technology that's in them. But anyway, enough to say it was the days long before much of anything that we count as typical today. Uh, Yeah, Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. And it was long hours and, uh, you know, so interesting time frame to be getting into the market. Um, But, you know, she had this sit down with me and said, if you wanted to get the other things, you know, the extra things in life, you had to go work for it. So I was actually really excited at 10 years old. Yes, I get to go work, you know, and and, and try to start that financial independence. Um, But sort of fast forwarding to about 21 years old, uh, I wanted to to take a program in, in school and I thought, you know what, being you know, leaving the home. You want to try to have that independence yourself. But I knew I didn't really want to pay any rent. And I didn't want to. So I decided. Because rent was a bad thing already, right? I didn't want right? to pay it out. So right. I thought if I save my money, you know, I could buy my first house at 21 years old. Uh, and back then, 5% down, still 5% down to get into the market. But save your 5%. And I, if I could stuff every inch of the house with with people with bodies with bodies uh-huh. and they live could bodies. pay yeah live bodies yeah live bodies that would pay you monthly uh-huh <laughs> then it was you know the perfect scenario of not being able to have to pay for anything and live for free so uh you know a year had gone by and uh, you know living with a bunch of 20 21 year olds is its own you know, challenge and, and fun, but fascination. But for, yes, fascination. Uh-huh. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, after the year, I had sort of thought, okay, maybe I want to start being a grown up and, you know, sort of move my own space. But um, I did realize how neat it was that, you know, in one year, the value had actually gone up and the mortgage was, you know, getting paid down. And I thought, this is pretty neat. I didn't really have to pay anything. Right, you live for free. I live for free. And you know what's really neat? I know when we were chatting about this so often, because we've talked about this before, we also realized that not only did you do this, it's the same strategy my son used. Now, many years after you, because he's younger than you. Yes. Because he's my kid, right? So let's (laughs) let's say that that's a good thing. And yet the identical strategy worked. And so what's kind of fascinating and just hit me as Kelly's sharing her story is it doesn't matter whether it was in the... 90s or the 80s or if it was in the 2000s or even if it's the 2000 and teens now that we are the strategy still works it, it still works right it's, ryan would have done it in he was 20 as well well you were 21 he was 20 great time candace did something similar mm-hmm. she didn't stuff it full of bodies she stuffed it full of a partner and a roommate ryan on the other hand did stuff it full of bodies that were willing to pay and could pay rent mm-hmm. and then he slept in the furnace room <laughs> 
because it was, <laughs> <laughs> and then he rented out every other room in the house. That's smart. And the amazing thing is he went to college because he was still in school. Mm-hmm. He was still a school kid, as were you, right? Yeah. And lived for free. Yeah, it was, it, it, you know, it, back then my, my mom was actually my mortgage broker. And because uh, she had transitioned from real estate to mortgage, she she did love the, the money side of things. And it was interesting because when you look at the rate back then at 8.3% for my first mortgage, and now looking how they've gone under 3%. So it's funny because I'm having that conversation with, with clients as they're calling now and they're going, oh, you know, 4% or 3.5%. And I'm thinking, you know, anything under three. Well, Ryan, like, I think, did them at five and six. Yeah, and when that he is started, and that was still cheap. That's not the norm. That's still like inexpensive. Yeah. I mean, I can remember our first house, it was in that teen, high teens. Mm-hmm. And then when we actually dropped below 15, we thought, wow. Yeah. And then when we had a chance some years later to get a 10%. I went, okay, well, let's lock in for our Forever. lifetime. So that's right. let's, that, let's lock in for a lifetime because <laughs> we're never going to see that again. Yeah. And then it hit the fives. And, of course, it can't go lower than that because that's half of even the best rate ever. Yeah, yeah. And now we're in the, like, almost half that. Yeah, it's like 2.5%. So, yeah, so it is still scary because it's unknown. I think whether you're 20 or whether you're 40 or whether you're 50 or whether you're 60, looking at an investment property or even your first home, because the conversations are very similar. Mm-hmm. Because your first home can often be an amazing investment. You can make it work both. It can give you shelter for your family, mm-hmm. right? And or yourself, which is your family, if it's just you as you yeah. start out. Yeah. Or it can also give you a return on that investment by having other people either live with you or putting an apartment or now the great news is you can do the carriage homes in the backyards and so you can get auxiliary income there. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of ways. Anyway, so I just wanted to say that whether it's today or whether it's in the future, because it's I think the past is a predictor of the future, this strategy of college students, university students getting their start, Mm -hmm. even if their parents have to help them a little bit. I mean, we helped Ryan only so much in that he had his 5% saved up because we needed to see he had skin in the game. And he was a little bit like Kelly. He started saving, I think he was four years old for his house. (laughs) He had a house jar. And now his son at three and a half, I was over visiting. And he says, Grandma, Grandma, come see. And he shows me his jars and he has his tithing jar. Yeah. And he has his saving jar. He has his spending jar. And of course, he has his house jar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's right. So that's not a bad thing. You can't that's really start him. That's great. You can't start him too young. And he's all excited me watching him put his monies yeah. in the jars. I actually did a little video with him. So if you want to go check out my Raw and Reels, which I do every day, I've done over, what, five, six hundred of them now. You can go on my Facebook. You, I'm sure you can find me. I'm not that hard to find because I'm <laughs> as unique as I am. You can find me there. And if you want to watch this little guy telling you about investment strategies and what he does with his money. That's cute. It's pretty fun. It's anyway, so 21, get your first house. You've loved it. Somebody else has paid off part of your mortgage. Yep. The properties have gone up in value. property's gone up in value. Yep. And you're saying enough of all these roommates. Yeah. And I mean, but that was sort of that ticker where I thought this is a very lucrative, you know, business or, you know, 
adventure. And this could really work. I could see how this could <laughs> this could start to really pay off in the future, right? right? And I think that everybody has that desire to have that financial independence, right? To be able to get to a point where you can have more balance in your life or whatever it is. If you're traveling, if you want to be with family, if you want to help help other people, right? I mean, exactly. that's, the, the, that's the, the big driver. Um, so I think it was a bit of a, a, a natural progression for me to get into mortgage brokering as well. I really loved all things real estate. And I think that was a perfect uh, structure for me because not only did I get to deal with the money, I got to deal with the structures, the strategies, the real estate in itself and, and watching people grow with me over the next, you know, I've got clients that I've, you know, right from day one for 20 years and watching how they've grown alongside with, you know, how, how I've grown. And I think it's important to look back and say, okay, you know, not only do you get to experience uh, a lot of, you know, knowledge between each other, but it's, it's learning from their failures and it's them learning from my failures. And I've, I've certainly had a few. Um, <laughs> so have I. Ooh. Let's admit it right now. We've had much fascination Mm-hmm. in our investment lives. And the great news about that is, I mean, whether it's Ryan's story, Candace's story, or our own stories, mm-hmm. right, or those of our clients, when we've had that fascination, we haven't let it go to waste. No, and I think, you know, when I, when, looking back, I mean, I've probably sat down in, in my career with over a couple hundred planners and accountants and stockbrokers, you know, when you're meeting people and you're, and you're networking and you're, you're getting to know all the different things that are available to consumers. And cl- but I think what's important is I've never been able to find anything as great as real estate, you know, in terms of the total outcome at the end. You know, there's no better way in my thinking that you can acquire an asset, maybe $250,000 asset, that somebody else is going to use their net dollars to pay, right? And I mean, so what it does is leave some at the end of the day for yourself to be able to put, you know, in other pockets that you want to and, and have that life by design. It's not a, it's not a quick, you know, it's not an overnight, you know, but I think it's important too that, you know, as rewarding as it is, as great as it is, there is always risk. And I think surrounding yourself with a really great professional network, that's been really key you know, in growing is um, making sure that we have, you know, uh, a great lawyer, great real estate agents that we work with, right? right? That we can, people that we can partner with and, you know, gain, you know, we've got a, a 15 unit in, in Kempville yeah. and um, we've learned tons, but every partner draws something really brilliant to the table. Because there's three partners. There's three partners. And I'm the silent partner married to Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. And actually, there's a commercial unit in that building that's actually available right now. Yes, there is. And, and so if you're thinking of commercial space in Kempville and you want to get started in business and you may be at the launch of your business, you don't have the income or the money or the availability of assets to purchase your own building. Mm-hmm. I know for our first 10 years as owning the real estate brokerage, we actually... We're able to do that by selling a fair number of our residential properties mm-hmm. so that we could then purchase into a business, and yet we still didn't have enough to buy a building. 
Yeah. Right? Like it just wasn't, we couldn't do it all at once. And so sometimes the, re the reason it's great to be a landlord is there are people that require what you have to offer. Absolutely. And so that's what we did. Now we do own our own building now. We have four of them in different locations or five of them that our offices and our satellite offices are in, which is fantastic. And yet there was a time where we started with rentals mm -hmm. for the businesses. Mm -hmm. And so there is one right now available in Campville. It's only 1400 a month, which is pretty affordable for the space yeah. because that actually includes heat and hydro, yeah. which yeah. is kind of crazy, and yet it does. That's not typical in commercial lending. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to Kelly, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to Ken, and we will all help you get figured out how to move your business into that. Wanted to kind of call Kelly back a minute because I don't know if you've heard I was trying to keep track of all the amazing lessons that she was sharing in her story so I'm not sure if I'm going to recount them all so I'm hoping if I miss them you will send me an email and you will make sure that not only do I get a hold of those lessons that you get a hold of those lessons and I promise we can do another show where we can recap them and I will post them on my Facebook and on the Decker team page because there were some incredible lessons in there I think one lesson, and we'll maybe help each other with this, mm -hmm. one lesson was surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I, and, but that takes time, right? You're starting sort of from, from nowhere. You don't know where to turn. Right. And if you can find that professional person that's done that 20 years and can show you things about you know, how, how to rent a space out and how to do your credit checks and how to provide proper references. And there's just there's a system, there, right? It's a system. Yes, and you can read about it on the internet, and yet there's something powerful and incredibly magical about holding hands and going down the journey. Mm -hmm. Doing the journey together mm -hmm. makes it actually really work way better, and doing it with the right people. So the other lesson I heard Kelly say was, <laughs> you know, early on, get in touch with one professional that actually can get you in touch with the rest of them. Yes. Whether it's calling the Decker team and having us connect you with Kelly, we're calling Kelly and having Kelly connect you with us. We work very closely together to make sure that you have everything you need. And when you've got folks that are used to working together, including the lawyer and the building inspector, and the list goes on forever. Accountants. Uh, yeah, accountants. <laughs> it actually, property managers. Yeah. It actually makes the experience way easier because it's kind of a scary thing when you first get into it. Right? Yeah, it, it can be for sure. You, you've got that heart pounding when you go to the lawyer's office and you're signing. And but I think, I think just you know acquiring anything to that magnitude, it's always that initial, you know, get in. But I think once it's sort of there, and if if we can help alleviate a lot of those anxieties and those stresses by helping with systems and helping with the plan and learning how to set up the money portion of it, because it isn't really just go get yourself a mortgage, right? There's no. a whole sort of, you know, plan yeah. behind that. There is right? a plan behind yeah. that. And that is one of the lessons I heard Kelly share when she was sharing her story. And I know there were a lot more and they have left me because there's so much <laughs> good information. We're moving forward very quickly at this. And one of the things that we've discovered over the years is that whole idea of holding someone's hand can still be intimidating because it's who do you trust? Mm -hmm. Who do you allow to have your lessons learned from? Because that, that is one of the lessons she shared, is learn from other people's errors and judgment. 
learn from your own errors in judgment, and then it makes it better you won't do that the next time. We've certainly made some errors in judgment, making way less today, Mm -hmm. which is great. And now when we make them, we make bigger ones because we're willing to take bigger risks. And yet that's (laughs) kind of the nature of the game, right? So you can start really small and really have virtually no risk. And so one of the ways we've done that over the last, hmm, I'd say 10, 12 years already now, is hosting workshops. that are around investing. Um, There's currently a series that's going to run another couple of times, and then we're moving on to a wealth-building club. Mm -hmm. And it's really about not just financial wealth. We will be moving into things around all things wealthy, such as relational wealth. Mm -hmm. Because when your relationships aren't great, the financial side struggles. When your spiritual life isn't in order, then everything else struggles. Mm -hmm. And so it's looking at all of the areas of wealth, except right now we're dealing with the investor financial wealth. And so the next one of those is actually February 9th. And so if you're interested in that, I'll tell you at some point, hopefully I won't forget how to get connected to us, but certainly the investor wealth, financial wealth formula session will give you peace of mind or at least good solid information to help you decide how to move forward if it's for you. Right? Yeah, that's it. All right. So now you're 21 years old, you've sold your property, and now what? Well, I, I bought a condo to live in, <laughs> to live to move into. By yourself? Uh, yes. Well, with the, the person I, you know, wanted to, uh, to, to, to be with. And um, it ended up that we didn't actually uh, fully uh, move in. I think at that point he had decided he didn't want to move out of his parents' house. <laughs> That was inexpensive rent. Inexpensive rent. So he says, you know what? And you know what? That became my first rental. So that was actually, you know, exciting, nerve wracking all at the same time. I was sort of, it was almost a a bit of a push into it, you know, it was because it was different, right? You now have to go out and you have to interview people and you have to advertise and things like that, right? So that was sort of the whole push and and roll onto it. And I, I was, I just loved it. I, um, I, I, I feel that. There hasn't, you know, I, I, here's what I love about real estate. I love the fact that you can touch it, you can sell it, you can rent it. It's tangible. I can see it. You know, I just feel that I have more, um, you know, as opposed to it sitting in a bank account or trying to invest. And I'm not saying that's, that's not great things because we still do those things. But there's just something about real estate that I, I feel safe in. And I, I always, you know, make a joke, you know, even if the market crashes, you know, and, you know, what, what happened in the U.S.? We're not the U.S., by the way. We're yeah. a great market here. Yeah, we're not, we're the, not US. the U.S. But, right. it, you know, even if something does happen and we, we go into a bit of a dip or anything, it's never made me nervous because if yours goes into it, so does everybody, you know, and it always comes back. You look at the history and there's nothing, you know, that you can look that has consistently gone up. So I would say probably, you know, we talked about what regrets that yeah. we had had. And my, probably my biggest regret is I didn't hold on to things long enough, right? Because I think, oh, when I sold that property, you know, 15 years ago, and then you drive by it, (laughs) 15 years later, you're going, oh, you know, this neighborhood, you know, (laughs) you know what it's selling for today. And you think if you just would have held on to it, but, you know, I don't really, you know, that's a regret. And I look at other people that I know that have had the longevity that I've taken and it's 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 paid off in dividends. So that is one of the interesting lessons is 
real estate most often mm -hmm. is best as a buy and hold, yeah. not as a buy and flip. Now, there are lots of flipping shows, flip yeah. this house, and there's lots of people still do or some people doing it in some markets. It's easier to do than other markets. As a whole, it's not likely the, the most um, peaceful strategy, and it's a lot no. more hands-on. And it's a, and it's a, and it's a different type It's a of different investment. strategy. Yeah. And not that we won't help you with that. No, if you want to do them, we've call done us. Them. We have done them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have done them. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Anyway, we've done several over the years. And so it's not that that's a bad strategy. It's just not probably the most consistent and easy to manage strategy, mm -hmm. right? It's that whole buy and hold. And I know we have so, so much more to share with you, and we're not going to be able to. I do, because the time is running out. And so the regret is selling too soon. Mm -hmm. We do want to make sure we leave you with what's the best thing you've ever done in relation to investing in real estate. I would say the best thing would probably be, you know, I, I was glad that I was able to take the risk. You know, when I look back on it, um, I was glad that I pushed myself and you know, that, that you can go out and, and, and meet great people and, and be able to serve a need and be able to um, push yourself that little bit further to be able to because, you know, it's, um, it's you know, I kind of look back and, you know, the whole buy and hold. If I had done systems differently back then, great. But you know what? I don't take back a day of everything that I've learned and I love being able to share that knowledge with other people, right? It's, it's all about experiencing things together and sharing the information and the knowledge. And I think that's probably the best part of the journey is, is all the learning, right? It's all the experience, but now getting to this place where I can now help other people. Right, where right. she can give it back to those that haven't gone as far down the road. Yeah. We've been at this almost 30 years, Ken and I, and we have learned a lot of lessons too. Some very painful and some not so painful. And it's amazing how collaborating with others that are on a similar journey makes it so much easier. And probably the best thing about real estate for me in terms of an investment strategy is I'm only using a small portion of my own money. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like yeah. I don't have to have $250,000 no. to put them in the markets because if I have $250,000 and I put it in the markets, I'm getting a return on that two fifty. Yeah. If I have $60,000... I can go buy a piece of real estate yeah. and last depending on whether it's my first home. Like there's all kinds of, we're not going through the details of strategy today. For that, you're going to either want to call Kelly or call myself or come to the investor workshop and start to get some of the details, right? Yeah. You want to have a, eventually a sit down and a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. to really get those details. And yet you can take a little bit of money in the scheme of things, put it toward a house and get a return on that little bit that really is attached to that whole 250 going up in value. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. So if you're thinking about a property right now, I would be very delinquent if I didn't tell you about a couple of opportunities that we've just had come on the market, yeah, right? Yeah. We have one that's six doors, so that means a fourplex and a duplex on the same property at 599 mm -hmm. And it's actually been well cared for. It's got lots of really good qualities about it. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in something a little bit bigger where you're ready to take on six stores. It may be where you start or it may be too much to start. It depends on who you are. Yeah. We started smaller, you started smaller. Started, yeah. And yet I know investors that started right with a 
fourplex, sixplex right from this, the onset. And then we have one that I imagine may even be gone before we finish yeah. talking to you. <laughs> yes. And that is a triplex for only 225 Yeah. I know. It's, I know. It's, and it it's does nice. need some, well, it needs some work. Hello. It's two and a quarter. Cap rate's over nine. So it's incredible. Mortgage payments around a thousand dollars. Yeah, I know. Like it's incredible. <laughs> okay. And uh, so you could live in one unit, rent out the other two. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Anyway, if you're interested in those or anything else, or you just want to get some information on investing, reach out to me. You know how to get me six one three eight six zero four six six three or info at deckerteam.com and I know how to get this girl. So I will get you in touch with Kelly. She will help you do whatever you need to do. Together we're a great team and there's a whole lot more people on the team. So thanks for joining Thank you us. for having me. It's been fun as always. Uh-huh. So if you want to be on our team, call us and we'll help you out with getting that investment property. Even if it's not your Have a great day. Bye. What you wanna do? What man is showing you?